I'm Mike. And I'm Adam. And this is Stuff and Waffle. Two friends talking about stuff, and often as not, waffling with frequent reference to Bond cars. Well, we are uh, we are recording today on one of those those moments in history. Mm, we are indeed. Uh, we are but a few hours from the uh, sad news that the Queen has passed away uh, this afternoon. Um, so it's, uh, um, yeah, it's one of those momentous moments, isn't it, that you... Uh, it, it, um, is, it is a bit, and it's, it's, uh, it's perhaps caused us to change tact on this particular... It has a little bit, yeah. I think we should uh, uh, not stay on that topic as such, but um, no, no, I think there's... Um, there's there's some uh, there's some royal motoring matters that I think we should uh, probably probably cover. Um, oh that yeah, are, uh, all along keeping keeping within the theme. Um, Most definitely. In, yeah. Beginning with uh, a topic that incidentally we have discussed a couple of times before, um, mm-hmm. but has now come to a conclusion, which was the auctioning of Diana's um, Escort RS Turbo. At Silverstone, a couple uh, of weeks yes. ago, yes. yes, that escalated, didn't it? That, that did a bit, yes. <laughs> My yeah, we're, word, yeah. We're a bit late to the party because uh, because we had a couple of weeks off there, but um, we are a bit late to the party. But we were at first early to the party because we were talking about it before anybody else did. Yes, um, yeah. To be fair, um, purely coincidental, yeah. But yeah, like purely that... coincidental, yeah. That we talked about it and then we realised it was for sale. And, um, oh, and now it's sold because we speculated, didn't we? And said, "Oh, is this going to go silly?" And well, we we surmised it might just hit uh, six figures, didn't we? That's right. We thought um, it might, given that classic car prices can be a bit nutty at the moment, and um, you know, it's uh, uh, it's going to be popular. We thought we thought it might get to six figures. Yeah, yeah. Um, and subsequently, we learned like. Um, was it that the previous RS Turbo, uh, most expensive RS Turbo auction, I think I saw somewhere was about 60 grand? Yeah, and the previous Diana car, the Escort 1.6 gear, um, five-door, uh, went for about, well, between 50 and 60. Was it about 56, 57,000, something that like ring, that? That rings a bell, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but this one... Because uh, I, I actually watched it live. I watched mm. the auction that afternoon live, and um, yeah, that got that got out of hand. I did because <laughs> it really did. Was that? It was a weekend one, wasn't it? That one. Yes, it was on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, and yeah, like you say, that went. The world went well. The, the world is nuts with cars. Mm. It certainly is, but nobody expected that. It, no. Um, well, without fees, £650,000? £650,000. With fees, they reckon, and you know, tax and everything, they reckon about 735 is what the buyer will have paid. Which is nuts. For a Mark III Escort. I mean, admittedly, it is minty, minty, mint, mint. But yeah. But... <laughs> still. And it's the hot one. But it's still a Mark III Escort. I just... Well, there he goes. Oh, good. Oh, 
unbelievable. Your, your Thursday evenings. Are... There he goes. Oh, <laughs> you have got all the wicked crew going up and down your road. Oh, banging. Um, oh, dear. Yeah, uh, uh, I couldn't believe that. I'd, even the auctioneer running it couldn't believe it. Um, no, because uh, talk me through it a little bit because I've only read about it. You were watching. Um... I was watching live. There were uh, there were a few people to begin with. Mm. Um, I can't remember what his first because it was a no reserve. Part of I me don't... thinks I read hundred grand opening bid. Yeah, I think that's about right. I think he started it at a hundred. Or very close to that. It might have been 95 or something like that, just yeah. to get it kicked. Um, and there were a few people that had been bidding on a few things that day. Um, there were a few people there obviously buying for collections or buying for stock for a business Greedy or something bastards. like that. Yes. There was one bloke he kept referring to called Harry, but it, it turned out not to be that one. Oh, not that one. I... No. <laughs> He's not he, he's not a wild purchaser though, is he? No, he's quite a considered purchaser actually. And if he does make a wild purchase, it's usually cheap. Yeah, that's uh, it. Like yeah. his, his silver shadow. Exactly know. that. Yeah, yeah. No, Four grand on eBay. That's not. That's know. it. Yeah, you, he's never going to go into an auction room and spend hundreds of thousands on a whim, is he? No, I don't. He, think he likes so. a and bit he, of research, and he certainly wouldn't let prices go out of control like that. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it started like that. There were a few people in it to begin with, but they dropped out um, yep. as it went. And then there were two who were just going at each other and neither seemed to be able to let it drop. <laughs> um, in fact, when it got to 500,000, mm. the auctioneer turned to the guy who'd just made the bid and said, are we all done? <laughs> Like, oh. this has just gone stupid now. That's <laughs> half a million pounds. And they weren't all done. No, no, no. no. <laughs> what as increments are we out. talking about at this particular stage? Um, I think we were going up. We were certainly, once it got to that level, I think we were going up uh, tens of thousands at a time. Right. Okay. Um, I forget the exact numbers, whether it was sort of ten or twenty, but it was mm -hmm. it was jumping up fast. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a few hundred up each time like it normally is. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or a thousand. A time, yeah. You know, it was tens of thousands each time, um, and and it went on. It really went on, um, and then it went over six hundred thousand, and neither of them was backing off. And then we got to we got to six fifty, and the foreign bidder, as it turned out, um, then said, "No, I'm, I'm out." And, That's it because uh, it's staying staying in the UK. Staying in the UK, the other guy would have taken it and put it in a private collection in Dubai, apparently. Um, right? Yeah, I think. Or maybe he was going to slip it in next to a certain Aston Martin. That <laughs> but anyway, let's yeah. not go there. Um, but. Um, yeah, it is staying in the UK, but at that price, is that car ever going to be on the road again? I mean, who the hell would insure it? Well, no one with a brain. No, quite. No one's, no one's going near that. I'm. Is it going private collection or is it going to be displayed? What do we know? No idea. Mm -hmm. Don't know. It was. Uh, it's a private buyer. It wasn't a business. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe it's an individual, not a consortium or something, not a group yeah, of yeah. people. I believe it was a, a private individual. What their plans for are, I don't know, but they have said it's staying in the UK. Okay. Um, well, but that, that's good. I suppose it, it does. We stand a chance of actually seeing it then. Yeah. I think the auctioneer had to the auctioneer had to go for a lie down afterwards. Oh, um, I bet he enjoyed that. That's a bit of yeah. bit of fame for him there. It was quite intense because it just as it kept going, it was just getting more and more silly, and it wasn't stopping. Mm. Um, you know, and when it passed half a million, everybody's thinking, "Well, this is just insane." <laughs> that's it, yeah. Because like and you then said, it that... kept going. Oh, that's. But it, this, it, it's just so much money. It is so much money, especially at the moment. Um, oh, yeah. You yeah, know, but, when a lot of us are struggling. And, yeah, yeah, but the rich stay rich, don't they? So they're probably all right. Well, he's not as rich, because that car isn't worth that. No. And do I you... don't think he wouldn't be able to sell it for that. No, we've I had this sort of conversation I can't before. See anyone, we? Yeah, it's well, it's when we were talking about the you know whoever stole the DB5. You know, it's and you say, well, you could never sell it, but that's not the point, is it? They they don't want it to sell it. They don't want it because of no. what it's worth. They just want it. That, um, that that's it. I don't think. I, I think it's probably it's. It was its most valuable there, wasn't it? And that's kind well, of. I can't see it ever selling for that before. It's never sold for that in the past. No. Um, not that it's been sold much. Um, no, no. Because we, we, when we touched on it, it was we sort of went through its history a bit, didn't mm, we? Yeah, we did. And it's. I think it's only been sold once before, maybe yeah, twice, a couple of times. Um, I think it was. Yeah, uh, but well looked after. Yes. has been restored again, obviously. But Once owned by Mr. Windsor, ironically. That's it, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Very good. Um, yes. Yeah, like I say, I don't, it's, I don't, yeah, they must want it for a collection, but like you say, the, the probably the monetary value is never going to be that again. It's no. That, you, it's that never, publicity around that. You'd it's never a, sell it for that. It's a, bit, it's a bit like, I know we've mentioned it before, actually, you know, I got all giddy about David Gilmore auctioning his guitars. Yes, you've mentioned that before. Yeah. Um, some of the prices they went for were insane, and but I just don't think because he isn't personally auctioning them again. If they ever came up on the market again, I just don't think they would ever come on that sort of value. No, and like this, you say with this, I think it's a one-off, isn't it? It will yeah. never, um, it will never sell for that again, uh, even if it comes back on the market. Mm. Um, but no, I, I, yeah, the reason why they were willing to pay that kind of figure, I don't know. Maybe auction fever set in. Um, yeah, that can happen. Yeah, it can. Um, but why, why he would have been willing to pay that for a 1985 Ford Escort, I do not know. It's, it's difficult. It's like, does he really like the Fords? Does he, he really a, have a royal if, thing? Yeah, is it a royal thing? Is it a classic Ford thing? Is it is it, is it specifically what? Diana? Is it, what is it? Yeah. yeah, don't know, don't know. Or is it just that it's a unique car that he had to have? Um, yeah, this is it. You don't know what sort of size of wallet we're dealing with here. That there's quite a, good, a big one. <laughs> that's a good. Yeah, but it, you know what? There's there's some people out there where you go right. If we if if one of you 
one of us loses 50 quid, we are in a pissy mood. Yeah. Uh, 650,000 could be a drop in the ocean. It could. It's all relative, isn't it? Yes. It's all relative. If you are worth hundreds of millions, then 650 grand on a toy. Um, uh, years. It's like you, you know, paying 20 quid for a Hot Wheels or something, isn't it? A unique Hot Wheels. You might think, well, that's a lot of money for Hot Wheels. But mm. it's only 20 quid. And if it's something you really want, then you might as well have it. And it's the same thing, isn't it? It's just multiplied. It's just relative. That's um, it. Kaylee doesn't really understand it if I wanted to spend 20 quid on a Hot Wheels. Uh, no, she probably doesn't. No, I wouldn't expect that. No, I don't <laughs> think Dawn would understand it either. But I would understand it. Of course um, you would, because you're a man of reason and solid maths. Uh, yes, yeah. absolutely. We we work from the same calculator. I think we do. Yeah. That's it. It's a very good calculator. Often, often it comes with a spreadsheet as well. Oh, often it comes with a spreadsheet. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I love a bit of analysis. No, you do. Oh, have you seen them a comparison graph? Yeah. yeah. Look, it says I can have one of these. Yeah, that's it. I've earned it. Oh, dear. You really haven't. Um, no, no. Anyway, there it is. 650 grand plus... Uh, whatever the fees and taxes and things were. That's it. Uh, the world from Mark Three Escort. Barmy. Yeah, we thought the world had already gone barmy, but no, that yeah, was that... Off, off the charts. That was it because I saw I saw the result of it while I was off on my holidays. And yes, I looked, saw it on the phone, and went, "How many beers have I had?" Because there's what? a lot of numbers there. I think I misread that. Yes. Yeah. I was I sort of through half cut eyes looking at it going, that no. can't be right. No, it must be no. me that's faulty here. Yes. And no. No. I think we'd have we'd have thought if it had gone for sixty-five, we'd have probably thought, mm, yeah, okay. Mm. That's just I, about acceptable. I think I think in the back of my head I was expecting six figures, probably sort of 125, 150. Yeah, just because of the. Diana if I'd element. had, if I'd had to guess, I probably would have said 150. Um, yeah. It was interesting. There were two other cars of note, um, well, of note to me, in the auction that I sort of compared it to. Well, not that you can compare it to because nothing else went for anything like that kind of money. Mm -hmm. But there was the screen-used Spectre Land Rover Defender. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, the main stunt car. Um, mm -hmm. So, not Pretty road good. legal, bent, rusty chassis, dents and scrapes all over it. Um, it was pretty knackered. It was the lead stunt car. Mm -hmm. So, it was the one at the front of all the scenes. It had been rolled. It had been hit. I mean, it was. it's in a bit of a state. Oh, yeah. Um, that went for 110000 But Still that is a screen-used Bond car. Yeah, but I mean that is a lot. It is a lot for a knackered defender that you can never ever use on the road. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's yeah, it is. When you go, I've got a car that is unusable. Yeah, well, it's not really a car at that point, is it? So, no, no. Oh dear, it is an artifact from a Bond film, but that went for one hundred and ten. The other surprise was uh, Sir Sterling Moss's. Um, Pagoda, uh, Pagoda SL. Oh, I missed that entirely. Yeah, his personal car, custom, oh. custom ordered. 
1960 something or other, 66, I think it might have been 66, 67, not sure mm-hmm. about that. Uh, Pagoda SL in silver, um, a number of bespoke features, like it had a little sort of roof vent that they made for him um, and various other things. It was his personal runaround. Um, and that went for 50 something. No. Yeah. I mean, why is. Why? Oh, I, don't, I don't understand. It was all over the place. I do not understand the market at the moment. That's. I, I don't get that. I really don't. Because. No, I, quite. In my eyes, out of all the things you listed, that's. I, if you said to me, oh, which is going to be the most expensive, I would have gone, well, the Sterling Moscow, obviously. Nope. Not even close. Not not even close. Not no. even close. No. Unbelievable. It is. And yet mm. Diana's Mark III Escort just goes through the stratosphere. I don't, yeah, don't but know. But there's, there's a lot to be said for something that relates to her because, I mean, even this many years after, um, after what happened, she's still... Well, just utterly revered, isn't she? She is, but when her other car came up a few months ago, the the 1.6 gear Escort, mm. um, that only went for well less than sixty. Mm. This it is was true. this one. Um, I I don't know. I I don't know. No, like we said, we've, we've we tried to give information about classic car buying, and um, well, there's no point. I am uh, I'm lost because, at the because you can't work with that. You've got absolutely nothing. You can't. You no. can't. You'll never you'll never see another RS Turbo get that sort of money. Um, no, no, no. That that's that's something on its own. The, it is. Like that is said, not the, indicative of the price of those cars. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. It's not. That's not where the market's at. That's where that single vehicle is. But yeah, there's. Yeah. Oh dear. No, yeah. I don't know. I got weird. struggling with words on that one. Yeah, weird. Mm. But um, yeah, today's um, events uh, did turn my thoughts to some of the cars the Queen has had over the years. I thought, oh, that'd be, yeah. That'd be, that might be an interesting thing to kick around. Yeah, I mean, because it's quite... A, I mean, it's, it's a relatively straightforward one to kick around, isn't it? Because she knows what she likes, really. Well, she does. Um, there she are likes, brands, and she sticks with them, really. She they? likes a Jag, and she yep. likes a Land Rover. Um, those two <laughs> seem to feature quite heavily. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've got all sorts that we've talked about before. I mean, she... Constantly rolling around in more recent times in that X type. She's got an X type estate. She's had two X type estates. Mm-hmm. Um, they were based at Windsor. At least that's where she always seemed to be driving them. Yes, that's um, right. They um, were both more or less the same spec. One was a pre facelift and one was a, a later facelift, uh, which is the one she's been seen in. Actually, she was seen in it just a few months ago. Mm. Um, so I, I believe. Um, they still have it, or if they don't, it was only sold very recently. Um, but yeah, she's had two X type estates. They both the three liter all wheel drive V6 automatic, mm-hmm. um, which is the one you want. Um, 
both, of course, the sovereign. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Um, the pre-facelift was black. The post-facelift was the metallic green. Nice. Um, I believe both had the same number plate, PYN1F. Um, oh, really? So she transferred the plate? Transferred the plate. Yeah, well, uh, she between... didn't. She's got a man for that, but obviously, somebody else did. Yes, between the X types. Um, so that's that's one of my standout favourites because obviously, as we know, I like an X type. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, They're a real soft spot for them. So I kind of, I, it's kind of cool that that she had one of those and used to drive it herself. Yeah, you see, that's the nice bit, isn't it? Because um, mm. while we're on the topic of one she drives herself, I've seen plenty of photos of her. In P thirty eight Range Rovers of her, plenty of P thirty eight Range Rovers and plenty of one ten Defenders. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Mil- military spec Defenders as well. She's she likes something rugged and roughy tufty. Well, that's it. She can go and see the animals. She can throw the uh, what's she got? Um, corgis. That's corgis. The they can hop um, in the back there. Yeah, that's it. And they can be all unpleasant in the back. Um, yes, doesn't matter in one of those, does it? Oh no, hose out the unpleasantness. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's it, yeah. Jaguar Land Rover did well out of it. Well, no, she was more more hammering. Them during the Ford period, really, I suppose. She was. She had several XJs, both pre and during the Ford era. Mm. Um, she had, she did have a Series Three, although I think it may have been the Daimler Sovereign um, rather than the uh, Jag. But um, yeah, she had a, she had, she had at least one Series Three. Um, oh. And she also had some X300s and an X308. Um, but, uh, yeah, there was definitely a Series 3. Uh, I'm just trying to see. Oh, I don't think... It, oh, yes, no, it was. I've just found a picture. It was the Daimler uh, uh, J52PWK mm-hmm. um, was a, uh, yeah, Series 3 XJ, but the Daimler double six version. Right, okay. Um, she had at least one of those. She had an X308 um uh, X, sorry x300 oh, um, oh the X, earlier the earlier one, early one um, yeah, yeah. yeah x300 um uh, dame the sovereign she's uh, mm-hmm. very nice um <laughs> but one of my personal favorites of hers is a much earlier car mm. um which was her rover p5b oh yes quite a famous one that isn't it JGY280Y, which I believe is now at Gaydon, um, in which she covered 4,500 miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was either black or a very dark blue. I forget which now. Um, but she, yeah, she chose incredibly well because that. But again, that was a car that she drove herself. Oh, yeah, to, to be utterly commended as well. Because... Yeah. Love a P5B. The Saloon as well, not the Coupe. Mm-hmm. No coupe for her. It was the the proper stand up saloon. <laughs> did what did you say the red was? Sorry, JGY two eighty. Ah yes, I I was just skimming through the phone there. Uh, it is indeed at Gaiden. Yes, uh, I took a snap of it last time I was there. Very good. Yeah, I think I probably did. Uh, when uh, I was yes, there. so it's it, been there quite a long time, but it it was that was her personal car for quite a while. 
Uh, yep, uh, yep. Oh, glorious thing. I can't. I, like you say, I can't love a P5. Can't entirely pick the colour from even from my photo. It's... No, you can't. It's dark. But... Yes, it is definitely. But yeah, gorgeous thing. I uh, know. I think I'm in the minority with the P5B in that I prefer the saloon to the coupe. Not that there's much difference. To be there's fair, there's not a huge amount of difference. And but most I... people seem to rave about the coupes, but I prefer the look of the saloon. A slightly higher roof lining, I think, fits where they chopped it a little bit um, and just sort of swept the, the windscreen back a bit, but left it a four-door. Um, hmm. I don't think works. I think it's a bit out of balance. I prefer the saloon. It's all right. You're allowed? Yeah. I mean, you're and... not going to turn down either. No, probably not. Um, but because most people rave about the coupe, the saloons are actually slightly cheaper. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, there's a top tip. Right there, there you go. There we knew there would be one somewhere. There we are. Well, apart from our, my usual top tip, which is obviously go and buy an X-Type estate. Um, but oh, real, yeah, they, uh, we've, we've covered that base as well. I know whereof I speak. Um, but, um, oh, yeah, um, the Rover P5B would be my, I think would be my personal favourite of her, of her choices. I think that's lovely. Yeah, so I like that. That's Yeah, that's good. That's very good. Mm. Um, may I make a little tangent from X-Type Estates, please? Oh, please do. Uh, well, more, more segue rather than tangent, actually. Um, the the famed X-Type Estate that I've, I see, and I said we wouldn't go back to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, summer holidays are over and we're back at school now. Oh, um, you spotted him again. Yeah. Uh, not only have I spotted it, I've I, it was right next to me running today. Oh, uh, okay. And I'll be honest with you, it is knocking its tits off. Oh no! Well, we reckon it's the two liter diesel, don't we? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a diesel noise and there's an Im- sort of Im- a pending explosion noise as well. Oh, uh, something no. is there, a failure is imminent. I would say. Please tell me he's not still rolling around on the spare. Uh, annoyingly, it was on the other side. I couldn't uh, see. Couldn't I, tell. No, sorry. I, I'd be prepared to put a little bet on you that it's still on the space saver spare. Uh, yeah, the trouble is, I'm not. I don't want to bet against you. You're I think not I, having I, that I, bet. No, 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 I agree with you entirely. <laughs> I think there's a very good chance. Oh dear. Yes. So that's. Uh, we'll look forward to that. I'll. Uh, oh, I'll. I'll. I'll, no. I'll come back for another update because that that will be three to four months of running on a space saber if is the case. I have found the Holy Grail model mm. for sale. There is one for sale at the moment. What, what um, do you deem Holy Grail? The well, we've covered this before. You should make notes. Oh, um, terribly sorry. The, the facelift. Three liter V six all wheel drive automatic sovereign. Okay, yeah, yes, yeah, I should know that. Same spec that. as the Queen's one, mm-hmm. um, and there is there is one for sale at the moment in black. Go on then, how much? Um, quite low mileage as well. Uh, it is up for three nine nine five. Well, that's that's verging on. Sort of bargain territory, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think so. For that spec, yeah, it's a 58 plate. It's done, I think, 98,000 miles. So you know, not not a lot for the for the age. Mm. Um, very tidy condition. It's yeah, black with a black interior. 
um, and it's it's that that rare spec. Well, that's quite lovely, isn't it? Mm, that's a bit of you right there. The three litre V six petrol. Yeah, I wouldn't. Oh, if I could, if I could, yeah, for that spec, I might have another one. <laughs> yeah, but you do run the the real risk of of having a stern conversation at home. Yes, but as we know, it's it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. So yeah, quite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once yeah, it's really... sat out there, you know. <laughs> that that's it. And you, what you need to do is buy those cup things that they wear in cricket, just in case. <laughs> yeah, and and job job jobs are good because we'll, I mean, we'll the, get over it. We'd get past the it. The rage would yeah. subside. Yeah, it would. Uh, it, it would. Oh, Could be dear. worse. Mm. Right. Okay. Anyway. And yeah, yeah. Let's 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 not dwell on you being kicked square in the nuts repeatedly. Um, no, that's uh, not. <laughs> oh dear. I tell you what. I've I, I made some observations while I was away. I thought so you might. It's always interesting to see how a different country sort of operates on the road. What cars they buy, driving yes. standards, all of that caper. Yes. Um. And yeah, this you'll you'll like this. Well, I liked it as well, actually, because there's distinctly less SUVs in uh, just for for reference as well. It was Mallorca, so Spain, essentially. I'm betting you're going to have seen a lot of cars that have already been scrapped. Mm, what you'd say that cars that have been scrapped here? You mean? Yeah, that would have been scrapped here, but are still in daily service there. Because oh, I think we're yeah. we're a bit spoiled in this country. And yes. we will we will deem something unacceptable that in other parts of the world um people are still paying quite decent money for and using as daily drivers. Well, I think as well some of that probably comes down to climate as well, because yeah. they probably don't have to worry about rusty things, for instance. They don't have the rust issues that, that we have. No, that's mm. true. Things probably do last a bit. Yes. Yeah, because there's there was quite there's quite a few old, older Fiats and things like that that were still in everyday yeah, service. Yeah, you'd, you'd expect that, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, quite a few Fiats, some oh, some of the older generation Seats. Um, there, I, you'd be surprised how many Renault four vans there were like being used as proper vans, not Ponzi hipster mobiles, just absolutely hanging out their ass daily just vans be, being used as yeah, vans. Yeah. Yeah, mm. Mm. which I was most impressed about. There, well, I said there was a distinct lack of SUVs. There were some, obviously. That's still a thing. Yeah, of course. Uh, I did see a Freelander there. It's like, well, how, I don't understand how that is still operating in that heat. Uh, no, that's a good point. No, that, yes. I, that should have blown up years ago. Yes, um, they're not known for their um, um, their lack of ability to stay cool. No. Uh, no, and one thing I did see that we do not get, which is uh, SUV related, uh, and that was the Saab 97X. Ooh. Which is just one of those General Motors sort of mid sized toss things. Well, it is. Um, yeah. But I, I, only, I only noted it because, when, well, you don't see those. Well, you don't. Ever. 
No, you don't. That's why I made that noise. That's mm. that's a really rare sight where it is over here, anyway. Yeah, annoyingly, I didn't get a picture of it because we were hurtling I, down a motorway at the time. I'd actually forgotten that existed. Yeah, well, like I said, well, we, we didn't have it, did we? So. No, we didn't get it. But, yeah, like you say, it's just it's a General Motors product with a Saab front end, isn't it? That's but, it. It's not really a Saab by any stretch. No. But, no, no. But, no. yeah, there, there, there was one. It was a thing. Wow. Uh, so yeah, that was a bit interesting. Uh, there was talking about things that we don't see because they go rusty. Um, someone <laughs> had, uh, and I uh, annoy it again. I kept going past it on some form of transport, but I did it repeatedly and kept looking at it and got enough information from the sort of rain man brain. Um, and it was a 93 <laughs> Subaru legacy, fully intact, not rusty at all. Wow, there you go. Yeah, like that's that's a bit of that's a bit of something right there. Yeah, um, you are going to see things you won't see here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what you can see in their their trends, they go right. We don't have a huge amount of roads. We don't have a huge amount of space to park. So everyone just drives small cars, sort of pre- predominantly. Yeah, they're all yeah, yeah. they're all just little little hatchbacks, little runarounds, all battered beyond comprehension. Yes. There was one, we were driving through one of the little towns near the hotel and glanced out of the window and like you can see down the line of parallel parked cars, uh, cars sorry, there's just dense bits hanging off. Oh, you bits won't, missing. yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't very, see a single vehicle that's not smashed no, in some way. <laughs> that's it. It's very much like like being in Italy in that sense. But then oh, we, got yeah. to, we got to a Renault Clio, it, no door. <laughs> now that's taking it very seriously yeah it's the yeah. whole door gone just gone no i don't need that no, no. just like what oh, is that that's but... <laughs> wonderful it wasn't abandoned it was properly parked you know well, i mean yeah, the door's not that. come off recently it's not in the road this is no they've just accepted that perfectly functional vehicle don't need a door it's hot mm. It saves me having to open the window. Unbelievable. There you oh. go. Yeah. Oh, you say it actually, that's a very good segue. Well done, you. Um, about have it saves having the window open. Mm. I, I mean, it was hot there. Like proper hot. Yeah. Well, I believe that was the general idea. Yeah, that was that was the big reason for going. And we were sort yeah. of most days we were sort of nudging sort of thirty five and going, quite it's clammy, but it's nice. I mean, I was sitting there doing bug roll. Um Yeah. Which is fine, but when we were out and about and on the roads, it was very interesting to see that people were dr- more often than not were driving with windows down rather than aircon on. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, is that because the aircons are busted? Well, well, I wouldn't have thought. Well, some of the old cars would go, yeah. Well, wind your window down. You got no other option. Yeah. However, there were some. There were some new cars on the road, and you go, well, oh, it can't already be broken. I wouldn't have thought so, no. Um, but yeah, I just ooh. thought that was an interesting tact. I mean, that is they're, interesting, they're, yeah. I, I, I mean, if you live there, you're going to be more acclimatised to it, I suppose. Bit of... Yeah, I suppose. I mean, some people do prefer the window open rather oh, than... God, that's started on Johnny Smith's rent. I was thinking of Dawn, actually, because she's one of those. She'd rather have the window open than turn the aircon on. Oh. Even so... though the Puma has... Fully functioning aircon, it's ice cold. But no, she'd rather have the window open than turn the aircon on. 
Okay, maybe I mean, it does nail the fuel consumption. To be fair, but right. you know, and fuel doesn't grow on trees, as we no, so we know. Um, but um... oh, okay, then there you go. Well, I can I can get fully on board with that argument. Going right, sort of run of the mill British day. You're going, yeah, all right, a window down, not too bad. Crack a window, bit of draft, lovely. Yeah. What about when we had our heat wave? What was what would have been Dawn's stance there? Well, we did take a trip out. Um, uh, Is that, that really when it was like that? Dream. Well, did she? Did she cave? Uh, no, windows open. Oh no! I'd prob- when it gets hot like that, I have to cave. Well, I don't cave because I used to have aircon on all the time. I would never turn it off. Um, I would always have the aircon on. Well, yeah, but that's a bit of climate control, isn't it? You just you're, yeah, you're maintaining exactly. levels. It's fine. Well, my last three cars have had climate control, so. Mm. Um, yes, uh, so I, well, the X type did once I got the aircon working, which turned out to be the tip of the iceberg. But anyway, the uh, way that you got get it working, we all know that it fell out, you had to put it back in. Well, I didn't, but no, we nice all know man, now. Nice man with a socket set did, yes, <laughs> but once it was working, it was lovely, ice cold. Um, but the XF and the uh, Tesla, um, not that the Model S's aircon was brilliant, to be fair. Uh, the no. XF had much better aircon than the Tesla. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, the Tesla's aircon wasn't wasn't fantastic. Right. Um, it made a lot of noise, but didn't do an enormous amount of cooling. Oh, brilliant. Um, <laughs> if you put your hand up to the vent, it was cold. But it didn't seem to dramatically lower the temperature in the car, uh, at least not <laughs> not unless you were driving for quite a long time. Right. Um, okay. But of course, that's a completely different system because it's not a belt-driven aircon oh, no, system no, like no, normal cars. They had to come up with a whole new way of doing it. Yes, um, of for that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They couldn't. They. I remember Elon talking about us. They couldn't buy an air conditioning system. Because there wasn't one on the market that didn't run from a spinning wheel of some sort, mm. um, and of course there wasn't one, so they had to design from scratch a completely new air conditioning system. Oh God, yeah, it's, it's these these things that don't don't get enough um, sort of credit, really. Well, you don't think about that, do you? But when you know, it's yes, the, they had to do so much with that car from scratch; mm. they couldn't. They couldn't buy most of the things they wanted because they simply didn't exist. No, this is true. So, yes, but but even on heatwave, going back to the Puma. Yeah, yeah, windows open. Unbelievable. Aircon didn't go on. Oh, no, I'd sacrifice fuel consumption at that point. Yeah, well, I'd filled it up because we were taking a trip. Yeah, um, I, I just think, yeah, no, that's... When it, but, when it no. reaches a certain tipping point, you go, it is too hot now. No, it wouldn't do it. Some icy cold air right in my face would be lovely. Yeah, I, I was I was craving that, but mm. um, well, that and a beer. Um, but um, <laughs> but no, windows open never never puts the aircon on. Um, Interesting. In fact, she had a car. I forget which car it was, whether it was the Renault Clio or the Focus, or possibly both of them actually, um, where the aircon was knackered, but she never got it fixed because oh, I never use it. Just open the window. Mm. Well, so, I went through quite a stint of that myself. 
That was more bone idleness at that point. Though. You, you weren't really using the car, though. Um, no. No, this is true. Um, <laughs> although after, none of us were. No, none of us were. But then having it regassed, uh, which was great, it, it then ran out again. Uh, oh, did it? Okay. Yeah, because I think I can't remember if I moaned about it on here. You know, I I did the uh, the airport run for Mister Sharp. Yes, you did. Uh, yeah. On the way up there, I set off in utter smugness, with icy cool air flowing into my uh, face. Again, this is lovely. <laughs> it's hot outside. I got probably halfway going. Cool, must be really warming up outside. The aircon's not doing what it was earlier. And, ah. then, uh, and then the realization of going. Oh no, it's not the outside temperature; it's in here. It's oh, run no. out of puff. Oh dear! And you're just heating it even more. Yeah, so that was that was nice. So we that was that those couple of days where we were approaching forty in this country, and again, I've decided to sit in a car. Well done, you. Oh yeah, that's excellent work. Uh, yeah, so yes, that's that still needs regassing again. Um, Yes, we used it for our transport to and from an airport, but that was in the dead of night. That wasn't really a problem. Um, no, no, you'd be all right then. Yes. No, that's it. No aircon required. Um, just a bit of coffee. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yes. You, you need to sort that. Yeah. Yes. So, um, oh, I'll tell you what then. Uh, <laughs> I've just seen something. Sorry. Oh, oh God. You, you know, you, oh. This is breaking as it happens. Oh, God. Go um, on then. Mr. Um, Mr. Hubnut has just posted a picture on Twitter of Her Majesty driving her X-Type estate. Oh. And he's, he's just said, respect. There you go. Well, she, see? she likes her cars, doesn't she, I think? He's stopped short of photoshopping a um, Hubnut sticker on the windscreen. But... Yeah, I suppose that's it. You've got you to... Gotta... Judge your timing on that one, I think, haven't you? I think so, yeah. Ah, uh, yes, I've just skimmed. Oh, that's the green one, isn't it? Lovely. It's the facelift, yeah, that's right. That's the second one she had, yeah. Mm. Oh, every time I see that, I want one. We were on the aircon debate there. It looks like a sunny day. She's got the window cracked there, hasn't she? She has. Look at that. <laughs> You're oh. quite right. You're quite right. There's a little. The rear window's down a little bit, and her window's down a little bit. That's it. She's worried about buffeting and losing her act. Oh yeah, I bet she used the word buffeting a lot. Of course she did. Oh yes, look at that. Because that security guard does look a bit sweaty. So I think she's not putting the aircon on. Yeah, and you know she she learned to drive in the war. She'll be frugal. Well, she will, and she will learn to drive in a war again. Well. It was hot then too, and we were fine. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> shush, shush now, and bear with. We're on our way now. Oh, very oh, good. Look at dear. that. Hot summer's day and the wind is down. Oh, there it is. There you go. Right, so <laughs> she's taken the leaf out of Dawn's book there. She um, has. Yeah, that's. I like that. Um, I treated myself while I was away. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, not... Not frivolous purchases. It was my uh, having a bit of free time. You'll you'll approve of this. I, um, well, well, lounging and getting drunk unnecessarily. Um, mm. I loaded up the phone with the James Bond audio books. Oh, excellent choice. Mm. So I've been thoroughly enjoying a bit of that. 
Uh, oh, lovely. Nice bit of Fleming in your ear. Yeah, that's it. And it was... I mean, going on a car tangent, it was... Uh, the I was listening to Goldfinger. Oh, yeah. And it comes back to when you were... To, uh, I think it was the... I've got a feeling it was the DB5 episode um, where we were sort of doing this... Uh, Towards the end, we sort of did the lineage of it all. Um, hmm. I, th- I think it was that episode, uh, and he has the choice of the the Jag and the DB three because he has DB3. to keep up. Yes, he has to keep up the pretense of being this sort of vaguely sort of successful person to infiltrate Goldfinger's. That's uh, right, crew. I um I I believe I read the quote out when we did our DB five episode. That was it, and yeah, it was just all of the driving stuff in that book. Uh, not specifically just that one, but that one jumps out because there seems to be a bit more in that one of the ones I listened to anyway while I was away. Um, yeah, <laughs> just the, the the way not only describes. Uh, I mean the, the the mechanical feel of it, the gear changes, the 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 flowing roads, but also the way that he um, describes the the roads that he's picked, like well, road numbers, desti- points of interest on the way as well. Yeah, going, oh. the, the descriptions in his writing were incredible. It was yeah, every it was the journalistic style that he had. Of mm. putting it putting in every little detail like that which is interesting actually because this uh was gold they're all, they're all read by different people actually the ones i listened to but i think goldfinger was read by hugh bonneville oh um, uh, yeah and he did he did did it really well uh and there was a little interview with him at the end of the book um and he commented on that the sort of journalistic style he said because but he said he said he'd never read goldfinger before He'd read other books as a kid, but never Goldfinger before he got asked to do the audio book. Oh, okay. Uh, and he said when he read it, he said what was interesting was the style of it. He said those short, punchy sentences. Yeah, exactly. If mm. you can't get everything in one sentence, then put a full stop and another one. Yeah, that's, that, that's the journalistic style. That's it. It's right fast-paced, there. short sentences, lots of adjectives, get all the detail in there. Um mm. You you know you look at the period of when the books were written. He was trying to take people to to places and have experiences that they couldn't have. Mm, um, yeah, it was know, all post, a bit post-war exotic. Britain. Yeah, um, you know you can't go to these places, but me and James Bond, we've we've been here and we mm. we know these places, and you know we're going to take you along with us. And he was he was very very good at that. Um, and I think it was his. It was his reporter's training because that's how he wrote. Yeah. Short, yeah. fast paced sentences, lots of detail, lots of descriptive words, just get it all in there. Well, uh, that's it because it, it you kind of you kind of look past it when you, you I I haven't I haven't read the books in ages. And I didn't even read them this time. I was too lazy. Someone read them for me. Um <laughs> <laughs> read them out to you. Yeah. yeah. But what was interesting as well, you you always forget going, well, he describes so much of what's going on. He doesn't really describe much about Bond, really. No, we don't know much about Bond. I, I never thought he wanted to disclose much about Bond. 
No, no, I think you're right. I think it was on purpose. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't an oversight. That was very deliberate. But yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was so nice to have a have a listen. You go well, and as well, the golfing of the book was that bit more complex in the film. And I know they have to do a screenplay. I know they have to lose so much because you just can't fit it all in. Yes. But in case, all right, enough. Good. Oh, very good. Yeah, it is. Mm. Um, I, I haven't read any of them for a long time. Yeah, I just that was a nice little treat. That was. I, just, I did. I did have to restart it a few times here and there because I fell asleep. That wasn't because Hugh Bonneville was being dull. It was because I'd put too much beer in. Yeah, it does happen. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's no one's fault. The, the books were good. I was not. No. <laughs> Indeed. So, yeah, I thought. I thought that. That's uh, that was a nice way to just. Just have a little relax, but there's some good car stuff in there. Very there good is car. some good start, car stuff. Mm. Yeah, he he was a huge petrol head, I think. Yes, and oh yeah, I I will be persisting, even though I'm home. I'm going to go. You know what? There's going to be. I'm going to have a little moment each day and just just chug through it. Perhaps I won't get us through as many quite so quickly, but it'll no. be a nice little treat. Yeah, a nice bit of Fleming here and there. That's lovely. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you might. Yeah, if you've not done it, go and grab yourself on those Audible trial things. They're all on there. Go and... Yeah, I do have some of the the audio books already downloaded. Um, mm. I just uh, yeah, I need to I need to start popping them on. Yeah, it's quite quite nice. Uh, just don't don't do the thing where I started doing. Going, oh, I just put that on before bed, and you press play, and there's, there's absolutely no point. No, you get maybe three sentences. If you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky. And if you you're lucky. Honestly, yeah. I, I think I started Thunderball five times. <laughs> yes. And that was... M- much like Fleming himself did, which, of course, is what led to the court cases later on. <clears throat> oh, very good. Excellent. Excellent. I didn't even mean to do that. Well done, you. There you go, you see. Uh, yes. It's not an entirely original story. No. Uh... No, no. As it turned out. Yes. Oh, God, yes. And well, that, that all got very messy, didn't it? It did. That got right out of hand. Yes. Got right out of hand. We got a bit of, oh, God, some, well, maybe question. Well, I don't know. We've never really discussed Never Say Never Again, have we? No, I suppose we probably haven't. It's not very good. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, there's no point in sugarcoating it, is there? No, there isn't. It's not very good. No, it's when you put it up against Octopussy, it's kind of, well, it's a no-brainer, really, isn't it? Yeah, and it, if you look at the revenue those two films took, I mean, Octopussy did way better. Um, Octopussy was also released first because Never Say Never Again was delayed. Mm. Um and uh, yeah, the Battle of the Bonds, as they tried to turn it into, was really not much of a battle. Uh, uh, no, it's no. a very weak film. I it's got that's... a superb cast, but they are all wasted. Um, the script is just so weak, and the story oh. is—it's just really badly done. It's really badly done. It's—it's. It's... Two eighties, as well. Yeah, it is very. Yeah, it is. Um, but it feels, as particularly compared to Octopussy, it feels cheaply made. It does. Um, oh god! And when I think they... all the money went on Connery's fee. 
There was yes. not much left to actually make the film. There you go. Oh, that. I mean, that the cringeworthy game. That's awful. Oh, it is the, the where they have to keep zapping each other or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go, no, no. That's why they played cards. Yeah, that was yeah. awful. And oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. That's awful. Really terrible. But no. even the because it's got a it's got a really good cast, mm. but you just don't it it's not even vaguely believable. No, no, no. Um, and it they take they take what is in essence a good story, a good solid story, but they just wrap it up in this complete nonsense, and it just. Yeah, it's disjointed, it's badly scripted, it's badly filmed. Um, I don't know what Edward Fox was doing with M. Um, mm. And that stupid voice that he chose to put on for the film. Um, <laughs> what on earth was that about? See, again, you've got a brilliant actor there just acting like a complete pillock. I don't know what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, it was not good. We had a very young Rowan Atkinson as well. Oh, God, I'd forgotten about that as well. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. It's a long time since I've watched that film. Yeah, that is not yes. a go-to film, that. No, it really isn't. But it proved that just having Connery wasn't enough. No, 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 no. You to need make to, it a Bond film. You need good directors, producers, writers, all of that. Yes. You can't and, just have... Uh, Connery, no. I know, I know, I know. We all like him, and he was an exceptionally good Bond, but uh, yeah. not in that. No, 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 no. No. In that, no, he was strapped for cash. And, yeah, uh, I don't know why he did that. Whether it was to try and get at Cubby, or I, I don't know the reasons why he did that. But why um, would he have wanted to get to him? Well, because they had this huge falling out. They. Um, Jeez. Where, well, I mean, it was more with Harry Saltzman than Cubby, but um, where he felt he was being underpaid. I mean, that's why he walked out of, well, one of the reasons he walked out of You Only Live Twice. Mm. Um, but... Um, but I don't know. I mean, he he was very, very publicly acrimonious towards Cubby for a long time. I mean, but that's really old and a grudge because quite a lot of time had elapsed by that point. Well, I think he did. I mean, Roger Moore said that. Roger mm. Moore said he he didn't really understand it, but that Sean held a grudge. Mm. Um, and because there was a story he told once where he was holding a party and he'd invited uh, Sean and he'd invited Cubby and they hadn't seen each other at all since... Uh, uh, since Sean had done Diamonds Are Forever. Mm. Um, and um, apparently Sean came to this party, but as soon as he saw that Cubby was there, he just left. Um, Interesting. And he was, uh, you know, he went and did interviews and was very open about the fact that he, you know, didn't get on with Cubby and thought that he'd been badly treated and... You know, it was all, all for, they made up in the end before Cubby mm. died, but it, it was all very unpleasant for a long time. Um, but Roger Moore always said he, he believed that Sean held a grudge, and once you'd crossed him, that was it. You were done forever. Uh, that he would never let it go. Mm. 
Um, Interesting. And he didn't know if that was part of the Scots mentality or with Sean, <laughs> but well, he yeah. did hold on to a grudge. Don't be um, pissing him off then. But yes, uh, indeed. Uh, that aside, never say never again is a turd. Yeah, he's awful. I, I really, <laughs> I really would not recommend it to anybody unless you want to see how a Bond film can be done really, really badly. Um, it's worse than the, you know, in inverted commas, official series, even at its worst. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The worst entries in the Eon film series are, are better by some margin. <laughs> it's It's got very few redeeming features. Um, I'm struggling to think of any, actually. I think it... I, I quite like how it starts. I don't dislike the theme tune. And I mean, it's, it's of its time. Let's go with it's that. It's very of its time, but I don't dislike it. Uh, the opening is okay until you realise it's all just a fake training exercise. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then it all goes wrong from there, really, and it it doesn't ever really recover. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, Kevin McClory was not a good filmmaker. I'm afraid he may have won the rights to make the film in court, but uh, mm. it, it wasn't good. And he intended that to be the first of a series. He wanted to start a rival series. Oh, that's um, true, isn't it? Yeah, I'd heard yeah, that. It is. Yeah. But after he formed a company and everything, um, but. After Never Say Never Again, he found it quite hard to get financial backers. Funny that. And then he was still in court. Um, all the way up to 2006, he was still battling uh, in court. He was still, after this lifetime of suing, mm -hmm. to try and get the rights to make more of the stories. He, he was acting like he almost believed that James Bond belonged to him. Yeah, um, I've heard that. Because he was going after the rights to make Casino Royale. Mm. Um, and in 2005, when uh, Eon wanted it, well, they've always wanted it. Yeah, but, yeah, that's been... Um, that and the, it while. had got to this final case in, in America where it was the, the judge was finally going to decide who owned the rights. Um and McClory couldn't get into the country because of some visa problem. Um, so he couldn't, he couldn't attend the case. Um, but regardless of the judge rule, Casino Royale should go to Eon and um, to the Broccolis, and it did. And it um, did, and there we ended up with... With Casino Royale. But had the judge decided uh, differently, uh, he could have decided that that went to McClory, and who knows what we'd have had. Um mm. Well, but I mean the the fact that he was that I mean Cubby and Harry when they made him an executive producer on well they made him producer on Thunderball and they were both the executive producers yep because they decided better to work with him than allow him at that key point in the series four films in mm. to allow someone else to make another film could have derailed the whole thing. Yes. Um, so they decided to work with him and bring him in and let him be producer and they would advise him and work with him 
um, and they became executive producers on that one film. And they thought, well, let him do it, and and it'll be done, and we've got another film in our series, and then we'll move on. Yeah. But unfortunately, they didn't tie things up legally as tightly as perhaps they should have, and therein lay all the problems that they had for years, for decades after that. He was always there. He was always in the background trying to, you know, get some sort of case off the ground. Um, Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. He never went away until the judge in 2006 finally ruled that, no, it all belongs to to the broccolis and you are done. Um, And I think he passed away not long after. But, um, yeah, yeah, he just, this whole lifetime of pursuing it, he just couldn't. He couldn't let it go. Weird. I don't know why. Maybe that was just who he was. No, but no, he, just, he would never. He would never let it go. No, I don't understand it. But it I tell you what, I, I'm. I'm. Oh dear, I'm almost. I'm almost in the interest of podcasting. Tempted to watch it. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe um, we should watch it again and just. Have a talk about it. Um, yeah. For those for those that don't know, just for a little bit of clarification, we probably should just say mm. that the man we've been talking about, Kevin McClory, was someone who collaborated with Fleming on the writing of the book. Well, no, he collaborated with Fleming on the story that the book Thunderball came from. Right. Okay. There you go. Yeah. That's M- McClory and another writer Jack Whittingham had approached, or I don't know if they'd approached Fleming or Fleming had approached them. Fleming was very keen to get his get his character on screen. Mm-hmm. And he'd collaborated with these two writers to try and put together a screenplay, and they'd come up with the basic premise of Thunderball. Yep. Um, Kevin McClory was one of those writers. And... Um, they all got together in the Bahamas and they thrashed out the outline of the story. It didn't go anywhere. It didn't get made into a film. The screenplay was never finished. But Fleming, rather foolishly, used that plot as the basis for his next novel. And McClory it. sued him for plagiarism. <laughs> and that's where it started. In fact, they reckon the stress of that is what led to Fleming's final heart attack, the heart attack that killed him. Mm. Um, yeah, I've, I've read that. Yeah. yeah, because it was incredibly stressful. Uh, well, I mean, being sued is, but <laughs> it's yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, it's going to uh, it's going to distract you, shall we say? Yeah, um, but that's where it. For those that don't know, um, that's mm. where it came from. And yeah. McClory, from that point on, would never let it go, uh, and. Um, he was out of that case he was given the rights to remake Thunderball um, for a certain period of time and it took him 20 years but he finally got the money and the team together and made Never Say Never Again so Never Say Never Again was a uh, the film that he had won the legal rights to make um, when he sued Fleming Um, and it was a mess and it was a mess that never really went away um, no, no, and I tell you what, it's it's not going to go away because you and I are now going to watch that. <laughs> going to watch it again. Oh, no. We're going to watch it again. <laughs> we're going to we're going to put that 
right in our heads, make it nice and fresh. Okay. I'll tell you what, we're going to, we will find a redeeming feature. Okay, that's a challenge. Yeah, let's let's try that, shall we? We've got to find a good point. Yeah. That we either, okay, yeah, okay. Okay, so right, there we go. We can end it on that then. We set ourselves a challenge. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to watch it by next week. Just over the, at some point over the next few weeks, pop that no, I'm in. all right by watching things. I'm okay. I can just pop that. I have watched a couple of Bond films uh, uh, recently, actually. So oh, Okay, that's all right yeah. then. So, yeah, yeah, feel free to just, when you, when you, think you're going to press play just let me know so that i'm i can i can at least sort of tie it in the same week you'll know yes you'll know uh, you're trying to yeah yeah okay Okay. so there we go we've we've set ourselves (laughs) some homework and we are we are going to watch that and we'll come back we'll find something good about that film so there you go it may not be possible but we'll give it a go no there must be someone in there come on we'll we'll find it well if there is, we'll never say never again. Oh dear! <laughs> it's just it's just dad jokes, just scrolling in my head now these oh, days. I can't God. stop it. It's no, just it. no, no, no. But I've got a button that can. So there we go. Oh, that's good. <laughs> well, I think uh, that's probably enough of that for this week. Uh, check us out on uh, all the various social medias and things. Uh, thank you very much for listening.